Hello, Kevin. Ross. What's going on, brother? Are you in the janitorial closet? I am in client room one. Oh, nice. Yeah. At least we're number one. Yeah, you're number one. How about this World Series? What's your thoughts? You know, both games were very unbaseball-like. They were just kind of... I mean, I think well, you. Te- there was a um, there was a run scored on Altuve. Uh, Bregman got a fly ball for him to tag up. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. You know, so like that was baseball. No, but my point is that both games, one team got off to an early lead, and yeah. it kind of never, it never really got close again. Um, there was a bit of a that moment last night that it, it almost, it, you know, it was three runs at one point. But very interesting, the Astros during this playoff series, you know, the 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 ones they've been in the division and the championship. There's only been one game that was a one run game, right? That they someone won. pointed out that um, someone pointed out that their closer only has one save. Right, and all the other games that they've been involved with, win or loss, were by more than four runs. Right. It's very. It's a. It's a. That's a very odd situation. So, so what you're saying is they win big or they lose big. It, exactly. And what does that mean going into Atlanta with the pitcher hitting and all that kind of stuff? Uh, you know. Well, yeah, Jeff- they're either going to have to bench um, Jordan Alvarez or Brantley. Right, and they generally have closer, you know, nationally games are generally closer, I think. Right. I don't know if statistically if I'm speaking correctly, but uh, they're just, they just seem to be a different type of ball game. Although yesterday, you know, to your point, the Astros play, and I think I texted everyone, the Astros were playing a very NL-style game early on last night with yes. their sack fly, their, move, you know, hitting with moving runners over productive outs, all those yes, kind sir. of things took place. So, yes, so that, that was nice. Um, but I think overall it's been kind of, uh, you know, this is why the world series is seven, potentially seven yeah. games. Right. So, you know, if these were two super bowls, uh, they would have been a couple of dogs. Right. So, <laughs> um, I mean, the Braves, the Braves got down early last night. Um, Freed seemed to figure it out in the middle innings uh, and looked a lot better, but um, the Braves bullpen, I mean, the Astros bullpen was rested and ready and just went to shut down. So the Braves couldn't get anything going. Well, what I was, what I was getting at too, is that, you know, the, it's, it's a longer strategy, right? It's not a one game strategy or two game strategy. It's, it's, you know, it's to win the series. And yeah. um, so Freed had to go longer last night. I mean, if they yeah. took him out after his runs that he gave up, they would have been in really bad trouble. They still were a little bit in trouble because their bullpen's been used a bit. So, um, but he still got, they, they still got five innings out of him. And if you saw him pitching in the second, you wouldn't have thought that would be the case. So, Right. Well, this um, this series, the longer it goes, the more it favors the Astros because the Braves have lost Charlie Morton Correct. to a broken leg. So yeah, um, 
you know, the, the Braves' best chance to win the series was probably going to be to sweep it. So losing last night felt like more than just a one-game loss for the Braves because as it goes around and goes deeper, they're not going to be getting that second start out of Charlie Morton. Correct. So they're going to be improvising. And then I, I don't think they brought out – I don't think they made the substitution on the playoff roster for another starter. So, no, I don't so think they bullpen did bullpen games are on tap for the Braves, which can be a good thing, but they might start running into some of the same issues that the Dodgers were running into. Correct. Where they just used everybody every night and sort of ran out of gas. So, Well, I, I, I think so, but I think they'll, I, you know, not nothing against the Dodgers, but I think they'll be a little bit smarter about it. I, I do agree that the, the losing Morton, um, is kind of uh, a slide back to the Astros losing McCullers, right? So, the, because I think the Astros losing McCullers gave an advantage to the Braves a little bit on starting pitching. Now, uh, now it, I think it's it's gone back the other way because they already slotted Morton as the number one starter, and that which means usually the number one starter gets at least two starts. Um, so you know, its impact is, is going to be felt right away. So um, I definitely think it's going to, it's going to make it to be a more craftier managing situation across the board. And, and I'm hoping that these three games in, in Atlanta give us that and give us that kind of tension, you know, because there wasn't much tension in these two games. uh, No, no, you're right. um, But it's the world. But it's okay. Yeah. It's, so there's tension just in the fact that, you know, it's the World Series and, yeah. you know, no three lead is safe. No five run lead against the Astros is safe. So no. you still have to knuckle down and, and make your pitches and, you know, sh- shut these guys down. It's not easy. Exactly. And I think that was, uh, you know, the Braves, what they did their strategy wise was game one, we got a lead. Uh, we're And, you know, on 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 the tv broadcast uh-huh. um they were saying well why are they bringing in you know uh these people here at this time and the reason is is that it's you got to win that game right you, you know morton's out already he's hurt you even knew during the game that he wasn't coming back for the rest of the series yeah so you got a lead you do not want to be like, well, should I have brought that guy in earlier to, to, like you said, to stop the Astros from coming back five runs down, which we've seen them do. Um, and so I, th- I thought that was a really, really smart move on their part to just like, you know what, let's just nail this down. Let's get this win in our, if we can get this win in, in Houston, game two, whatever, if we win it or lose it, that's fine. But if we get this game, um, that's super important for the overall strategy for the World Series. So that that's what I love about the World Series is the strategy is way bigger mm-hmm. than the game itself. And um, to your point as well, you have all these emotions involved from the player standpoint about playing in a World Series, especially if it's right. the first World Series, you know. Um, and And so all that stuff is kind of out, right? Like, Right. Okay. Everyone's got their feet wet. We're tied one-one. Now we got a five-game series. Got a five-game series. Yeah. And as we have to remember, the the World Series. You know, I know I'm, I'm telling you this. You know all of this, but for our listeners, the World Series started 
as essentially an exhibition series um, of nine games, just so the fans could see the, t- the fans in the cities um, that the teams were not from could see these two best teams on display and the, who won it was far less important to the players back then than getting there. Because if you had won the American or National League pennant, that was the win. And then the World Series was kind of like a, a traveling circus of, of sorts, you know, different leagues, different rules, different players, um, different strike zones. The, the leagues were far more different in those days. And, and the World Series, you know, they played all nine games a lot of times, even if one team had already mathematically eliminated the other, kind of like test matches in cricket. They, they keep playing them all because it's, it's a tour, you know, it's a, it's an exhibition that the crowd still wants to see these teams face each other and who wins is sort of incidental. Now, fast forward a hundred years later, obviously we're in the era of flags fly forever and world series rings and who wins the world series is, is now what's most important. But, um, you have to remember, like, there is a sense of satisfaction for these players of having just gotten here and won their league. So um, I think, uh, yeah, the, the, this, the excitement of playing in a World Series is going to definitely be overwhelming for a lot of the players, the younger players. Yeah, and and we know the Astro, a lot of the Astros, maybe not a lot, but quite a few of the Astros have experience um, pitching and playing in the World Series in 2019, 2017. Yeah. yeah. So, so that, that that's that's an interesting part of it that kind of gets that out of the way, kind of you know and. Um, I do agree. It's a, it's so different now because you're so right that the, the early days of the World Series were kind of not the important thing. The important thing is winning the pennant because of your league, because that was a true test of your team because it was based on the full season. You know, there was no division playoffs. There was no championship right. series playoffs. It was just you withstood the whole season to come out on top with the most wins. And, um, and that was way more satisfying than like you said, these kind of best of nine or best of seven, depending on, you know, what early years it was. Yeah. So it, it, it definitely, but that all shifted and has shifted more into, you know, the, the culture and the world we live in that who's the last man standing kind of thing, regardless of what you did, you know, in during the season, hence the 88, win Braves versus the 95 win Astros, I think. Um, so it's <laughs> exactly. interesting, you know, it's, it's a, it's, but, but that said, it, it's become more of a little bit of a tournament and um, in, in more recent years with the levels, it has. especially with the wild card. I know one-off game, which you were lucky enough to attend. Um, well, that's, this is how sports works nowadays is the tournament. Yeah. And you yeah. know, it's, it's all about the TV readings. Everybody yeah. loves these. These knockout games, these elimination games, these best of three, best of seven, whatever. Right. It's all about keeping as many teams, fans engaged as long as you can, that they have a chance to win it all. Right. And, and, and that's, you know, so you've got all these teams that are like, uh, you know, their fans are like, oh, we can do that. We can come back. And, you know, Cardinals go on the crazy win streak of 
September, and it all just ends in one game. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, is... So um, I don't I don't have too much time left before yeah. I have to duck back into my hearing. But yep. um, I wanted to change change lanes for a second. As you know, last night the World Series wasn't the only game on television. Um, the Dominican League, Lee Dome, is now uh, in full swing. The um, the season kicked off last night. All MLB.tv subscribers will be able to watch all the Lee Dome games all season long. Um, if you were following last night, you saw that my, my boys, Lee Say, uh, beat their crosstown rivals. Not even crosstown rivals. They share a stadium. They beat Escojito 4-1. to one. Aguilas beat Gigantes 3-2. to two. And Estrellas beat Toros 1-0. So um, all, all six teams were in action. I got a tweet from a friend of mine, Antonio, who lives in Santo Domingo. I met him at the 2019 Yankees Twins playoff series. We were both, um, you'll like this, we were both in the standing area because we didn't have seats. They were actually selling standing room tickets remember, to that yeah. series. So I was standing next to him. I was just starting to get into Dominican baseball. Uh, he was this like awesome guy who had flown up for uh, the beginning of the series. And so we, um, we watched the Yankees win and he was telling me, okay, so Lisey are like the oldest team. They, they have like uniforms like the Dodgers. Uh, Aguilas are their rivals. They kind of have pirates looking uniforms. They're from, uh, they're from Santiago. So they're like, the Yankees and the Red Sox. Then you've got Escojito, who are the other Santo Domingo team. They're kind of newer, so they're like the Mets. Then you've got Gigantes, who kind of have weird Diamondbacks-looking uniforms. Um, so anyway, he gave me like the quick lowdown. And then somehow we, we like parted company that night. We got separated. And then like we found each other on Twitter like a year later. I saw someone tweeting about something because I, uh, I just got ended up getting super into Lee Dome that winter. And then, of course, last year they had a shortened season like we had a shortened season. Long story short, he texted me last night. He's going to come on the podcast and sort of answer all our questions uh, as, you know, as many as possible and give, give our listeners a little entree into this into this wonderful winter ball league that I love so much. And so get your questions ready. Do, you know, do a little homework, watch a couple of games and be ready to talk to him after the world series uh, about Lee Dome and any, any other aspects of Dominican baseball you want to talk about. So that's that. I think that sounds great. And I think it'll be interesting. Yeah, I was going to ask you some questions, but I'll save those questions for him. Um, and, you know, the big question I have, and maybe are some of our people listening also, is like, how are these teams made up, right? Like, who's who's on these teams? And um, Yes. And, and I have some answers, structured. but they're kind of inferred, uh, kind of read, you know, if Google Translate, uh, you know, I've, right. I've been working on my Spanish, but now I'm going to really dive into my Spanish so that I can follow these games more closely this winter. I love the, all the announcers. It's just such an exciting brand of baseball down there. Um, 
I've wanted to be a part of it ever since I came upon it and actually go down there someday and take in a few games. And that, that could still happen, I guess. Of course. But, oh yeah. Um, no, the, and, now let me ask you just a, uh, this one question that you, uh, you had mentioned earlier, I had a question on. So when you say MLB.tv, is that the same if you're a subscriber to MLB.com and get all the games during the yes. year on online, right? Yes. It's that in gives the you app. Access. It's in the, it's on the website. It's on the Apple TV app. Oh, you can watch these games right in the app all winter long. And oh, it's just fantastic. the best thing ever. Yeah. Cause the um, subscription kind of goes from spring training all the way to the, the beginning of the next spring training. So, right. um, so that's, that's, uh, so yeah, you sh- should be covered in there and I'll, I'll definitely look for that. And that, that's great because it's, those kind of things are hard to see otherwise. Um, yeah. I used to subscribe through DR sports, the app, right. For like $25 for the year, which was well worth it, but it was a pretty buggy app. So now we have our own buggy app, MLB.tv. <laughs> Well, I think it it, it it gives it it gives an insight into something that is um, you know winter ball has always been spoken about and talked about a lot yeah. throughout the history of baseball uh, at least in my lifetime. Um, certain players took really great advantage of it to actually yeah when they, ro- when they rolled in the spring training uh, they were way ahead of some of the other people and got themselves a chance to uh, yeah to move on. I think Mike and, Piazza had, was yeah. a, a benefit of that. Uh, I'm not sure if he was in the Dominican league, but I know he played in some, some winter ball that right. gave him a chance to, you know, make the Dodgers when he was like, I don't know, right. originally what, like a 20 something round pick or something. <laughs> and the more we can, and the more we can work on our Spanish and sort of enjoying baseball and a, culture that seemingly takes more joy in the sport we'll be less beholden to the to the energy vampire john smoltz and um the like utter apathy he seems to have towards baseball i want to expand my horizon so that i don't have to just turn to fox tv for my for my baseball you know fix well i think i think the the essence of this and we can probably leave it at this because I know you got to jump. But the essence is, is it ML is MLB control baseball or is baseball bigger than MLB? It and, has to be. And it has exactly, to be bigger than it, MLB. It is because to get, everyone who ends up in the MLB got into baseball not being an MLB. So yeah. um, and even I here in San Francisco and I've sent you photos, been down to Big Wreck and I've seen the old time <laughs> baseball. These guys recreate playing in the 19th century. Uh, with no little gloves or minimal gloves. No gloves. Um, anyway, it's it's. I th- I think that's spot on because I think if you love the actual game, you don't need to love the razzmatazz, the garlic fries, the all the paraphernalia, and all these lame announcers who try to make it so generic that it's just boring on from their you know from their approach. So yeah, with you hundred percent. So yeah. Assignment to our listeners between now and when you next check in with us, go on MLB.tv and watch yourself a couple of Lee Dome matches. I like the Lee Say broadcast. They're, they're fun for me. But what, pick a team, watch some games, and have a good weekend, and we will talk to you soon. See you later. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.